Welcome to the Member Engagement Show with Higher Logic, the podcast for association professionals looking to boost retention, gain new members, and deepen member involvement. Each episode, I'll bring on some experts, we'll talk shop about engagement, and you'll walk away with strategies proven to transform your organization. I'm Beth Arrett, an association evangelist with over 25 years experience in marketing and member engagement, and I'm so happy you're here. Now let's start the show. Welcome back to the Member Engagement Show. On today's episode, we're going to hear from our Australian marketing movers and shakers for 2022. This unique group made for a fantastic panel and had so much to offer up for both inspiration and practical tactics that I couldn't wait to share. Hope you enjoy. We have, um, I'm just going to say their names and then let them introduce themselves, actually. So first we have Amanda Dolan. Hi. <laughs> Before I start, I'd just like to acknowledge the Gadigal of the Aora Nation, the traditional custodians of this land, and pay my respects to the elders both past and present. And thank you for this nomination, and congratulations to everyone who's nominated, especially to Brad and Ashley. I'm really looking forward to being part of this panel with you guys. No, no, no. Next we have um, Ashley Baker from the uh, Niagara Asia Pacific. Hi, everyone, and thank you, um, Beth, and congratulations to everyone else on this panel, to Amanda and Brad. Um, it's really great to be here, and I am really looking forward to having this opportunity to talk about some exciting things that everyone is accomplishing. And then we have Brad Hahn from Australian College of Nursing. Hi, everyone. Um, thank you for having me in, uh, uh, in this panel. So I'm very excited to be uh, to be joining everyone this morning uh, to be talking about um, what, what what we do and uh, to be listening to um, what everyone else is doing as well. We're actually going to start with Amanda again. And um, so the way this is going to work is I'm just going to ask them a couple questions about the things that they've been doing, what they were nominated for. And then we'll go into sort of a roundtable just discussion. We've got some questions we'll talk about. Uh, so Amanda, um, I'm just going to read a little bit um, about uh, from your nomination. In less than a year, Amanda has led her amazing team at Resolution Institute to take their informs from not having even a working template, let alone having sent a single email, to these multiple beautifully branded templates for newsletters. They've got story level targeting, and now they're working with automation. And um, she's also building a growing web tracking data set to work with. Uh, she's averaging, last I checked, over 750 known users, um, user visits in a week. Um, for this year with more than 1,250 in the last seven days and um, also showing a great increase week over week. So I know you're truly really moving things along and you're shaking things up and um, I am excited that I actually get to work with you every now and then, so it's fun. Um, so what I wanted to know is with for you, can you just talk a little bit about the process, how you got from there to here? and then the ups and downs and sort of maybe some of the challenges and how we work through them? Um, so one of our five strategic objects um, is technology and operational excellence, which involves embracing efficient, modern and automated ways of working, um, supposedly reducing manual and inefficient processes. But um, our current system is very limited and it only enabled us to make minimal changes to design and offered us minimal reporting functions. So we couldn't achieve what we wanted and what we'd set out to achieve in our strategic objective to increase organisational effectiveness and assist in making evidence-based decisions. And we all know that data is key. We couldn't target and segment our audiences and we didn't have creative freedom to design what we needed. We needed automation and we needed it fast. 
So we looked into various platforms and decided to go with Informs, specifically for its reporting, message targeting and personalization capabilities. A major issue for us though was that it did not integrate with our AMS. So at the same time, we we're exploring our AMS options. We knew that we had to move forward successfully. In order to move forward successfully, we needed to have a more responsive operating system. So Phil and I, the IT analyst, researched um, the best ways to do this and whether we could actually work without integration. We finally convinced ourselves that we could do this. And I'm not talking a couple of days, I'm talking months of research and going back, backward and forward with higher logic to see how it worked. So Seth Godin, entrepreneur and marketing guru, once said, if it scares you, it might be a good thing to try. It certainly scared us and we did give it a try and we're still trying it. We set about redesigning our templates and all our mailers. We got our graphic designer on board to assist with redesigning them and we set them up in informs. We spent the next month doing the training videos and trying to work out how to send an actual email, set up the unsubscribe links and add call to action buttons because we did not have these in the past. All of this while we were doing our daily marketing job. But the one big niggling question in our heads, apart from the fear of getting it wrong, was how do we maintain one source of truth? As we couldn't integrate, our data would be stored in both our AMS and Informs. What do we do? So we decided we'd export the data once or twice a week and upload it into Informs, and then manually remove all unsubscribes in our AMS. It's time consuming, I know, but worth it. Still not fully prepared though, we set a date and decided to send out our first email on July the 27th, 2021 at precisely 8.55 a.m. It was quite a simple mailer, which advertised our arbitration course and we were excitedly able to put in our first call to action button. We were amazed at how quickly it was sent as previously our AMS could take up to a couple of hours to fully send out one email alone. And the other exciting aspect was that we could immediately use the published mailing tab and see who was clicking where. We were in heaven. Since then, we have sent out over 200 mails, emails with an average open rate of over 30%. We've trained most of our staff on the platform and all our mailers now have a consistent and professional look and feel. We send out weekly flyers, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. We try and leave Friday free. And we also send out a very detailed monthly newsletter. Our first campaign, which was a fellows upgrade, started on 25th of January, and will run until the end of financial year, 30th of June, designed to increase our fellowship member membership numbers. We hadn't been able to do this in the past and we wanted to take our members on a journey and let them know that we knew how long they had been with us and what changes they had witnessed during their time as a member. So what I really love about Informs was that we could add personalization groups. We can add personalization groups whenever we want. So we added the year, the number of years they'd been with us and it showed them how many years they that they had actually been with us, which we had never been able to do in the past. The story level targeting then took them on a journey and we were able to segment our audience and we could send out particular emails aimed at however many years of service they had been with us. Since that campaign started, we've had over 165 requests for the fellow application forms, 25 of whom have been received and approved. Prior to this, we would have been lucky to have one request per quarter. Unfortunately, this is as automated as we can get at the moment without integration. And whilst there's, a still, whilst there's still a manual process involved, it's much quicker and efficient using Informs. I do currently have a short test campaign sitting in Forms because I like to play around with it. And I can safely say it's working like a dream and we'll be going out on April 5th. It's a simple campaign that has a start, a stop, 
a wait and a notification button in it, but it's good practice of how to set up and think about how campaigns work. It has been a very rocky road for us and a massive learning curve. And without the support of my team of Mini and IT guru Phil, we'd still be exploring our options and procrastinating. Mini redesigns our newsletter every month and Phil manages the data. Our next big project, um, and quite a scary one, will be our membership renewal, which we'll start working on shortly once we are fully integrated with IMIS, which hopefully will be by the end of this year, and we're also redesigning our website. But of course, there is no way we would be where we are now without Beth, our one source of truth. But just, I've been privileged to watch you guys go through it, and you and Phil McRaney are just amazing, and to see you guys, so we're, so you guys just keep pushing forward with a, a smile where so many people have just gone, I, I'm sending emails, that's all I'm doing, it has just been a joy. It's so much fun to work with you guys. The journey that you've taken in such a short time is amazing. And the way you're doing your email, like the way you're doing your searches and stuff, just by uploading the data and stuff, I've actually told several other people about that, that it's possible, that you don't have to be limited. You can find ways to, around it that aren't that bad. I mean, when, I know when Phil was first doing it, it was like upload, upload, upload every night. But we got it to that point where it's like once or twice a week and that's it. And that's way better. And you're able to do all that dynamic stuff and we're doing a story level targeting. It's just, it's amazing. We are very tenacious here. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> I would love to just put my head in the sand and run away, but. That's not who you are though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's such a great example of how much um, a small team can accomplish in such a short time if you just put your mind to it. Because it's been just just under it's just been been just under a year, I guess, since you and I first talked. About that. Yeah, I've seen people using software for way longer than that, and they're still just sending emails and nothing else. So, well done. Let's move on to Ashley. Um, I know you've done amazing work with uh, Niagara Pacific. Uh, you've been growing the membership through outreach, email, phone calls, tremendous amount of content that you put out for like a team of one. Um, so do you want to talk a little bit about that? Sure, I'd be happy to tell you guys a little bit about that. I think so. You're familiar. Niagara is a is a user group for um, IMIS users. It's a community-based organization, and um, a lot of the work that I have been working on over the last couple of months and, and over the last year, quite frankly, has been that personal outreach um, and that community building. But in particular, I guess our our journey with with Informs was really uh, it was really a, a critical central piece in the success of our virtual conference from last year. So we had perfect timing in the sense that the integration uh, between Informs and IMAs EMS perfectly aligned with um, our marketing campaign. And we were able to use it to really um, do some specific targeting for different audiences um, within the IMAs community and just get some extra outreach and some extra comms out to, to people. And it, with that specific you know, opportunity to, to have the reporting and the feedback and you know, it, it's just such a powerful tool that it really gave us a, a comprehensive look at what was really happening within our communication so that we could then, you know, take that into consideration and adjust and change things for our marketing in particular for the lead up to our conference. So um, we held a two day virtual conference last November 
um, and had uh, over 150 attendees, which I think is um, quite a big amount for us. We're not a large organization and the community is not incredibly huge in Asia Pacific, but it's still fantastic. Um, and so for, for us, it's just really given such a great opportunity to, to be able to have the ease and access to get comms out. I'm a solo employee, um, so a team of one who does our marketing and our membership and our events and, and all the things that happen in your typical association. And the ease of informs just makes my job so much easier. So, you know, I often I think I've said to Beth, like, I wouldn't be getting emails out. I wouldn't be getting, you know, reporting back or, or anything happening for us as an organization without um, our ability to use informs. It's just given me so much more free time, if anything, to, to be able to quickly and easily communicate with our community. And in, that also includes our newsletter. So um, I'm quite impressed with Amanda's um, newsletters that they're getting out. We only do quarterly newsletters, um, but it's been fantastic to be able to um, work on those options for us as well. And we are only just now kind of dipping our toes into the campaign space. I'm really excited um, to kind of unpack that a little bit more in the year ahead with some targeted campaigns and um, plans for, for everything from our new member onboarding, which is done manually at the moment, to our um, different campaigns for the lead up for events. The majority of the work we do is um, educational, so it's webinar, conference, and event-based. Um, so I'm really excited about the opportunity for us to move forward with that. I think, you know, we've, I'd say fully, we've only been really up and running with everything since the third quarter or the fourth quarter of last year. So it's kind of a, a new and exciting journey for us. We have been, I'm as, and informs users previously, but it's been a, it's just been a dream for us in terms of um, the new integrations. And it really allows me as an individual employee to accomplish so much more than I would be if I didn't have um, Informs. It's not just about the software. I mean, I obviously I love the software. I used it for years at AAA and I loved it so much I came to work here. But it's the fact that you guys have all been just so, you've embraced technology and you've embraced what it can do and the marketing what our marketing automation can do and you've shown it and that's what i love about it um i mean ashley you that virtual conference that you ran i know that there were a lot of technical challenges and you just tackled them because you wanted to put on a really good conference um for imus users in asia pacific and it was phenomenal i've been on both sides of those conferences more time those online conferences like that more times than i care to even think about and it was just it was so smooth and you did it like just it was you but you were the one who pushed it forward you were the engine behind it which is just it's amazing and you move things along and you shook things up and you show um you show imus users um on a consistent basis what's possible with imus which i also make no secret that i love and uh you show people what's possible with informs and what's possible with reaching out even by like zoom or telephone or anything like communication wise because i know that you um I mean, how much you care about the imus community whether they're members or not really comes through when i talk to you about it and i'm sure that that helps get members because your dedication definitely doesn't go unnoticed but 
you serve a very large area and you're one person. So, how, I mean, how do you keep it personal with all these members and prospects that you talk to? Thanks, Beth. Um, you know, it's definitely, um, it's a lot, it's a lot of outreach and it's, that conference was a, was a huge, huge success despite some technical difficulties. <laughs> Um, and, you know, I think I think the other thing that I just say really quickly, too, is, you know, it it is the fact that we have embraced technology, but it's it for me in particular as as an IMS user and someone who who runs a, a user group for, for other IMS users. It's it's about IMS, but it's also about the I, the ways you can integrate with in IMS. I think that's, you know, when you combine all the right technologies, you really can be incredibly successful. And especially for me as a solo employee, that's a, that's an important thing. And I guess, you know, one of one of those things is Zoom is one of those key technologies that I use on a regular basis. And and for me, in terms of membership outreach and and growth on that front, um, I do a lot of personal one on one virtual coffee chats. Um, I think it's really important for an association to get to know their members and also get to know non-members in the community. I mean, really, the way I look at the IMIS world is we are all one ecosystem of IMIS users, there's solution providers, there's ASI, and everybody plays a part within the community. And the more we can connect with one another, the more we can collaborate with one another, you know, and share the more we can all learn from each other and and the better we can all support each other. And I think that's kind of really the core of the work that I'm doing at NIOG and in particular has been, you know, such a, like, it's, it's, it's funny this week, I had, I had two different virtual coffee chats with our members. Um, and it's just, it's one of my favorite things that I do as part of this job is just to sit down and get to know I'm as users, get to know other not-for-profits and associations, learn about the work that they're doing you know, help them celebrate their own successes, encourage them to share their stories with the community, um, but then also find out what their needs are as well. And, and then make sure that we as NIOG are able to incorporate that into our learning and development programming for the year. So I think for, for us, that's kind of been a, a big component. And that's even a factor that played into a lot of the marketing that led to our virtual conference. I took the time to actually make personalized videos for different target marketing groups and send those videos so that, you know, because I don't want to be another email. I don't want to be another, you know, social media post. I actually genuinely want to get to know people and I want people to feel like NIAG is an approachable association. And so um, I, for me and my marketing approach, it's really all about looking for ways to kind of break down those barriers and really personalize and make it an authentic experience. I think that's probably the key, the key component of it all. The fact that you are the head of association of associations, I think has a lot of impact too. And just showing how you can push through the stuff. And I, I, that's one of the things I love about the work that you do is so many associations can be impacted by it, which means that all their members are impacted by it. And it's just, it's exciting. Um, and last, but absolutely not least, only at, by alphabetical order, um, is Brad Hahn from the Australian College of Nursing. And um, so Brad, uh, I know when you and I talked, you when you first got to ACN, I remember you saying that there were a lot of people using Informs in different departments and a lot of different emails going out. And I know you did a lot of work to really reduce optimizing email. 
um, and take all that communication instantaneous letters. So can you talk a little bit about that, how it, how it went? Yes, definitely. So um, well, when I first joined the organization, so um, I, had a, I had a talk with my, my manager and, and we looked at the situation. I think there was about about nine, over nine emails weekly to, to members. We, we have a database of about um, over 11,000, around 11,000 people and members. So we have um, over nine emails going out weekly, organizational-wide. And just in my department itself, uh, there are about three emails going out weekly. And given that it's quite a big organization, then so there are, there are different di divisions who have the different messaging to our stakeholders. So that, that explains that explain actually why everyone is um, the different departments were trying to um, uh, send out um, communicate uh, communicate to, to the stakeholders. So I mean they are they are important messages. Uh, so my manager and I we talked about it and we thought that it would be a great way to streamline the communications. So uh, that's why uh, with informs we we revamped uh, we did a, a bit of revamp for our communications. So we started within our department first. What we did was uh, to streamline those the average of three emails a week to just one. So uh, it was more like a consolidation of of what my department wanted to uh, send to members every week and just consolidate them into one email. We, we, set, we set a day that uh, we, we would send out emails. So uh, we did a bit of a uh, testing in terms of uh, the, the, the different days that we that we will uh, send out emails, see uh, even time slots as well. Um, we would um, test them out to see which uh, dates, which days of the week, which time slots will achieve the uh, um, the best uh, open rates and click rates. So um, a, a, a lot of um, preparation work went into it. I even I, I had the privilege of um, having uh, colleagues or team members who, who are nurses. So able to, I had the privilege of getting some insights into the psyche of nurses, uh, into the shift timing uh, of nurses. So what time they start work? So what time are they likely to uh, look at their phones or check their emails? So yeah, a, a lot of work was done into um, into the setup of of what the how the email how the how the one email should what time it should go out um, and and how it should look. Uh, we've we've got the uh, uh, advice from our and and uh, assistance from our marketing department as well. So after uh, streamlining the communications, I think uh, uh, we we were able to uh, uh, make it work. Uh, I'm happy to say that. I think uh, we, we were able to reduce ma um, email fatigue, and I think uh, we managed to bring down. I think earlier on I mentioned that uh, there were over over nine emails sent out every week by the organization itself as a, a, a as as one organization. So uh, after we did the streamlining, I think uh, we managed to bring that down to about um, four and a half average of four and a half emails a week. So that was um, we halved that number, and so that was good. We were able to also boost the uh, engagement, so uh, click rates w went up as well. Very, very proud of uh, uh, having uh, achieving this. Yeah, I think you mentioned to me that your um, open rates had gone up to what, like 30 to 35 percent, and your clicks, yeah. I think, like nine went from like nine percent to 12 percent. I think the click rate was um, three percent, uh, around three percent, and triple to nine percent. So, um, oh, 3%, yeah. oh, wow, even yeah, better so, than so, that. That's yeah, that's yeah. huge. Well, I think that a lot, of, I think that that's 
attributable in a large part to all of that work that you put into finding the right timing. Um, I think that's an incredibly underrated, well-spent amount of time just in general when people go into actually looking at when people are opening and figuring out what the best time is to send. I think that it's work. Let's face it, it's work, but it's good work. I mean, when you get rates like that and you're bringing information to people that need it, that's amazing. And that's that's one of the inspiring things about it is all the work that you put into just figuring out, okay, this is when it needs to go out. Bringing people together, bringing, you know, across departments and stuff and saying, hey, you know, there's a better way to do this, getting them to buy into that. Because that can be difficult when you come into an association, especially brand new. Uh, we're really happy uh, about achieving those statistics and, and, and figures because I think these figures, they don't come by accident. So, yeah, a, a lot exactly. of work goes, goes into like the preparation and, and yeah. I want that on a T-shirt now. These, <laughs> these metrics don't come by accident. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, so I know when you and I talked, you also mentioned that you had some big plans for this year. So can you tell us a little bit about what you're planning to do? Uh, besides managing the weekly uh, e-newsletters, e e-communications to, to members, to stakeholders, I also manage the uh, online community uh, on our platform, uh, on, in our organization. We call it Nursing Engagement Online Platform, or in short, NEO. So um, we, we have been using um, the weekly e-newsletter to direct traffic to our online community. So um, it has really... Uh, increase a lot of online traffic to the uh, the NEO, the online online communities, which I'm very happy about. So, however, we have identified the gaps uh, in terms of uh, the, the platform that we use to, so, so I think a lot of people look at posts, they, they do go to the web, they do go to the platform, however, they're not taking part, we would like them to take part more in uh, uh, online discussions and, and actually post more more things more content so um i've come up with this uh, like influencer program so which um, involves um, thought leaders in different specialties nursing specialties to, to come and get the ball rolling get the conversation conversation started uh with with interesting topics yeah and then just to spur members or stakeholders to actually um, join in the conversation so i mean and when i when i say metrics don't come by accident so uh i did some preparation work again so um uh, when it came to these um topics um uh, of interest um we structured and designed these topics uh, based on a, a survey that we did with, with with members like a couple of years ago so uh, i think um based on these feedback we, we we customize the, the the topics that members want to talk want to hear and want to talk about so yeah hopefully uh, this is very this is a very exciting project so um we, we just kick started it last uh, early this month so yeah i'm hoping to see uh, how it um, affects and improves the, uh, the the engagement of our online community i am so excited to see how that works out because i know that you will be driving it and pushing it and looking at the metrics and making it better and i'm i Definitely want to talk to you again when you've got a little bit further into it and see how it's working because I'm so excited. I know it's going to be amazing. I know everything all three of you do is going to be amazing. I'm fangirling out over here a little bit, but you guys have just, you've dug in and you've shown what I have loved for decades now of work about working in associations. And it's that people who work in associations and stay in associations and gravitate towards working them are so dedicated and so keen to make sure that the experience improves for the people who join. And I just, I love that, you know, I mean, we're all in marketing. We could all go work, we could go market cigarettes, 
always use that as an example. We could go market gambling. Gambling's a big marketing thing here right now. We could go market anything, you know, and the fact that we choose to work in association and try and make things better for members, people who are doing things all over the, the world, that alone is just inspiring to me. But then to see what you guys have done is just amazing. So thank you all. Appreciate you being here and sharing your stories very much. <clears throat> We're getting into questions. I do actually have a couple. So um, first one was for Amanda. Um, she's like, great. <laughs> um, so would you say that the courage to decide to go with HireLogic products, because um, I think you have community as well, yeah? Yes, we do. So yeah, would you think, say that, but particularly HireLogic in, in forums, was that really driven more by a marketing communications need for the productivity and efficiency? Or was it from the technical IT perspective? Like I know that it matches with community. I know it didn't match with AO, but um, so would you say it was that, what would you say was the really driving factor why you chose to go with Informs? Um, I think it was a combination of everything. Like our current AO, our current system, our AMS was really limited. So it was technologically driven, but it was also driven by the need to be able to segment and target our audience because we couldn't really do much with our system. If we did, every time we wanted to do something different, we had to upgrade it. Mm. Whereas with Informs, we're nowhere near the limit of what Informs can do. Like we are really at the beginning of the journey. But what we can do without too much training is unbelievable. And we can really target and really segment and really the, the data that we get is probably so important to us. We've never been able to get it. Like we've never been able to see who clicks on what and we can now actually look and say, okay, that person's opening their emails a lot. We don't need to worry about them. But what about these people that aren't opening their emails? We can do a targeted campaign with that. The only thing that's stopping us now is time and energy because we're exhausted. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. it's a combination of both. It's a combination of both. That's what drove us. And being able to understand our audience better and helping our members more with getting targeted information to them rather than just chucking everything at them going, okay, you're not an arbitrator, you can have this, who cares? Yeah, I think that's an important piece too is just talking about the story level targeting dynamic content and the ability to put out one email that has information that might look five different ways to five different people because it's all about what they are interested in, what they need, what they, um, uh, you know, what, the, what actually matters to them. And that's just the importance of that cannot be um, oversold. Well, I did actually forget to say that I work for a membership organisation of dispute resolvers. So we have a, a variety of dispute resolution practitioners, including mediators, arbitrators, expert determiners, restorative justice. We're AOTOTA based as well as Australia based. So our audience is really, really different. And one's determinative, one's facilitative. They don't want to receive each other's information. So it's a bit of everything. That's a quick turnoff. People will quickly um, just unsubscribe or emotionally unsubscribe where you don't know that they're just not reading your emails. I love that. One of my colleagues mentioned, said something called, called it emotionally unsubscribing. Uh, and I just absolutely love that term because they haven't unsubscribed. They're still getting the emails, but emotionally, no, they've checked out. You've sent them too many things that don't matter. I got a question for Brad. What is the one piece of data that you see every day that has the most impact on your work across marketing and community? Because data-driven decisions are so important these days. What data do you like to look at most? Okay, so um, from the uh, e-newsletter, 
um, I, I basically look at the uh, open rates and the uh, click rates, and uh, that's how I see how effective um, the, the news, the communications is, uh, communications are. So, and uh, in terms of community, I'll look at the uh, number of post views. Uh, other matrix is like uh, number of post views, the number of new posts, post replies, post likes. That's uh, a, a, little, a little bit like um like Facebook, like social media. But uh, just different in a way. I, uh, it's, it, it's quite in depth. Um, what the, the data that I can see, and and how these two sets of information, um, how they correlate with um, each other. For example, I, I do a lot of um, traffic redirection from the uh, newsletter to the online community. So, and, and this this really helps. Uh, this data really helps me to see uh, a trend or or how effective one particular um, uh, action has been done uh, has has achieved actually so for for example I, I've posted um, I publicized uh, a discussion on the newsletter the e-newsletter that went out and um, I think initially I prior to this pub promotion of that discussion on the online threat um, when I first posted that uh, when that uh, influencer post was first uh, published I think um, Online reaction was pretty lukewarm. I think uh, there, there, there were some replies, uh, there, there, there were some likes. But when I actually boosted the publicity of that post through the e-newsletter, it actually helped, and, and the conversation really, the online conversation really took off. So uh, I think that the data that I look at mainly it's uh, open rates and click rates for newsletters and for the online communities, mainly uh, new posts, post replies, post views, post likes. I have to say that using newsletters and things like that, if you've got both, um, if you've got a community, um, I know like, for example, Triple Eight, we had a community, we had informs, and we started putting the RSS feed, just like a few posts from the community, the RSS feed from it into the newsletter. And like the first week, we got 81 people to click through the newsletter to go to the community to specific posts. And it's just, it, I think it's a very underused capability just in general. The ability to put RSS feeds in, regardless of the technology, RSS feeds. Most people know my feelings on this, but RSS feeds are definitely an underutilized piece of technology um, when it comes to community in particular. But just in creating newsletters and curating feeds and things like that, I love seeing people use email and newsletters to actually drive people out of the community. It's just it's awesome. Ashley, what is it about your emails that you think that have gotten people to engage with them? I know you talked about the the campaign being really successful. What do you think is, has gotten people to engage with it, with them? I think some of it has to do with the the different targeted, like you guys were talking about story level marketing. I think that's that's definitely a component. You get the right content in front of the right people, but it also it comes back to the comms. Like it comes back to the actual, like the words you've written on the page and how those are translating across to the end. You know, like people have a short attention span, right? You, you've got to get them early. You've got to get them in and they, they don't have a lot of time and they don't want to hunt around the page to figure out what it is that you're trying to say to them. So I think for, for us in particular, it's been that the message is very clear and the message is short and sweet. Um, in particular for for people to, to interact with it and engage with it. But also, like I was mentioning earlier, I have been playing with some different things. Like I'm I'm an incredibly visual person. I have a 
original background in art history before I ever became an association <laughs> employee for the last 10 years of my career. And so, you know, trying different things like video clips and images and click, you know, different things to spark engagement too, and not being afraid to trial something. And if it doesn't work, great, you can move on from it and, and not use it again. But I think it's truly a matter of what you've actually written um, and how engaging the words are. Um, and then also that diversity of different different ways of engaging people, especially especially video content. I think that's kind of, I wouldn't say that's new. Everyone's been doing that over the last couple of years, but I you, you've got them for maybe a minute if they've clicked it and they've opened it before they're moving on to the next thing. So if you can't get them to engage with your email and read it from there, then they, like you said, people are going to check out and and so for us that's that's kind of been a big a big component and just trying to to keep things fresh and creative and and interesting as well with what you're with what you're sending out and and I would say one other thing too for us in trying to get engagement is not to for for us in particular is not to send too too many emails because we're an association for other associations right we're not everyone's primary focus we add to what people are doing and we provide, you know, educational opportunities and we provide services and member benefits that are fantastic for IMS users. But those actual IMS users are doing about 20 million other things and trying to manage things on top of their job. So keeping the comm short, sweet, regular enough, but not not so much so that people are going to unsubscribe or stop, stop reading them. All really good advice. Um, I actually do want to turn that question to Amanda for one thing um, in particular. You had mentioned that your fellows applications before you were lucky to get one a quarter and then you got what's like 160 some did you say? We got 165 requests and we um, upgraded 25 fellows. So what do you think it was about this time around that got so many requests when you hadn't previously? Um, I think we actually for the first time did a whole marketing campaign, whereas before we literally just kind of done a little bit here and there, we never had the time and we didn't have the back the back end operating system to be able to do it all. So we sent out this email in Informs, which told the story and had the personal, the personal touch, like we know that you've been here for 10 years. We know that you've seen our business change from this name to this name. We know that you've seen this. And it, it took them on a journey of, oh, my God, I have been with them for that long. This is amazing. I have seen that. I really feel like I need to stay with this organisation. We also got tiles developed and we did the whole social media campaign. We put it into communities. We didn't, this sounds terrible. We targeted them from every angle that we could and we tried to tell a story at every angle rather than we're trying to change it up to make them feel special rather than just go, look, hey, look at us. We're brilliant. We're now doing the you ask we answer kind of campaigns like did you know that you've been with us for this long and did you know that you've seen this and you're an amazing person and we love you and stay with us so we're trying to be a little bit more personal and I think that's the way to go these days like Ashley what you've done is amazing with those videos and that's mind-blowing but that kind of I think that kind of approach is working particularly with um associations now with COVID and people not making money and not working they need to feel part of a community. And I think the fellows upgrade, the people that have been with us for over five years actually now feel really valued. And that's so. that's the important thing. Yeah, I mean, just making sure that they feel valued and known is so important. 
And I mean, I, what I loved about both of those and about Brad, about you talking about looking at the metrics and changing things so that it matched the needs of the members is that the best technology without a good story, without thought put into the timing and what's important to the members is not enough. You need that extra stuff. You need that story. You need that empathy, that ability to understand people and both from a talking to them standpoint and from looking at the data, because both things can tell two very different stories. People will say one thing to you, but then they'll do something else. And so being able to combine all of that and put it into a plan that's been successful is just, it's its amazing. I know I keep using that word, sorry. So I'll try and stop using that word sometime soon. <laughs> well, we all crave human touch and we all crave authenticity. And, and I think it comes through. Get, yeah, if you get your communications wrong and you're not authentic, then you're not real. And people won't stay with you. And people can tell. There is this whole thing that I've been, this whole idea that I've been playing with and, and trying to really tell its own story about um, with digital body language. People can read your body language to an extent in an email. They might not even realize they're doing it, but they're going to glance at the email and they're going to get an opinion that would be the same, would be you either being like, hey, you know, really want to help you or, oh, we're amazing. You should come join us. And you think about it, the emails come off very much that way. You could see that yeah. digital body language. And on the flip side of that, if you look at what somebody's doing, like between the web tracking and if you've got community, what they're doing and the data, what they're opening, what they're looking at, what they're clicking on, you get a full, like a, a picture of their digital body language, whether or not they're checked out. If you think about an exhibit booth, whether or not they're standing there and engaging or if they've got one foot out the door, you can see that in both ways. And it, and it's a really, when you start digging into it and thinking about it, it's just such a cool concept that we've basically created like the human, the whole human experience in this email exchange that has largely no aspect of someone talking to another person directly. <laughs> it's like, it's just, it fascinates me. So I will stop talking about that now. Um, I, we have another question. Um, and I think this is a great question. Um, and possibly one to end on because I think that there could be a lot of really good thoughts and information here. We're just about to build our association's member renewal campaign for the first time in Inforums. I'm just wondering if any of the panel members have tips for making this successful. Um, ask Beth for help. <laughs> <laughs> and just for the record, for anyone who's listening, I do actually do Australian um, office hours. So if anybody does need help or assistance, yeah, I'm happy to just um, shoot me an email. I have an Australian Calendly. I can shoot you, uh, shoot back to you, and um, we can get together and chat. I will say, um, from my experience, the first big campaign we did, like member campaign we did at AAAE with Informs was a renewal campaign. And the things I learned were keep your emails short and simple. I love the KISS concept, keep it short and simple. and to focus on the benefits and ours was four months long and I feel like that wasn't actually long enough because I feel like really from six months out so basically I, I feel like this when somebody joins for the first six months you should be onboarding them for like the first two or three and then checking in with them from three to six and then from six to nine you want to make sure that they're start looking at the data and seeing what automated things you need to make sure that they're engaging and then from by the time you hit the renewal campaign at nine, they should have had a year of just frequent enough, but not all the time, touch points where they're aware of their benefits and they're using them. And so when you get to nine, you can say, you know, your renewal is coming up in a few months. 
here's the information, you can go pay. Before we used a campaign at AAAE, we did um, just individual emails to people. We sent, basically our main renewal campaign was we mailed invoices at 90 days, 60 days, and 30 days to airports, which were, some of them are the, large, the size of a, um, a small city. You know, you, you basically, it's like running a small city. You have all of your, all of the different things that you have in the city, snow removal, trash removal, everything that you would have in a city, you pretty much have in an airport. And we were just mailing them invoices at once every 30 days um, and occasionally sending an email if they hadn't renewed. And then we actually extended the membership a whole month beyond that because it took that long to pay. When we set up an automated system and we focused like that on the membership and on the benefits between, we sent out an email in 90 days and then we didn't send another one until 45 days. And um, whereas before the majority of them were paying in that month after their membership ended, people 60 some percent consistently pay between the 90 day email and the 45 day email. So it's a huge difference. And I think the two pieces that really, really helped with that were the quick reminder of the member benefits, but then also just, you know, a short email reminder that your membership is coming due. And we linked directly to where they could go pay it online. Um, we made sure that the invoices were up and running because in IMS, you have to have an invoice there before they could pay against it. But yeah, I think that that is one of the things that made it success successful. One of the other things we did was we put a notification step in there. I think it was about three weeks out before a renewal date to send all of the email addresses for everybody who had yet, yet to renew to the membership team. And um, they did a couple different things. They've texted, they did some texting. Um, they actually used Google Voice, so they could do it online, so they weren't like, you know, burning their fingers up on their phones. And then they did, um, they switched from that now to voicemail drops, where you can basically drop a message, you can record a message and just drop it. And I'm not sure how popular that is in Australia or how, how well used it is in Australia. Um, but up here, it's it's becoming more of a thing. But you basically record one message and then it drops it in the voicemail of like almost everyone that you have on your list. Just a, hey, sorry, I missed you. Um, just wanted to check in, make sure, you know, you know, everything was good. You know, your renewal is coming up. Let me know if I can do anything to help. That's it. And we just dropped it into a bunch of voicemail boxes. And mm -hmm. um, that's been really successful for them. But it's that human touch. The membership was a little too big for them to call everybody individually, although I will say that our membership coordinator called every single new member. She made it a point to call every single new member. So she was she was very diligent about it. She loved talking to the membership. That's kind of my story. I mean, I mean, I know you guys are getting ready ready to launch one or you're getting ready to work on one. What are you thinking yeah. about so far? We've got six different membership types. And so we're Australia and Aotearoa in New Zealand as well. So the messaging slightly different. I think I'm going to start now even though we're not doing it till next year till next April because I think the journey that I think it's going to take a while for me to get my head around because each different membership has different fees and all that sort of stuff and different messaging so I might just start with each membership level set that up and then see if it works and then join the campaign together at the end I don't know I'm going to take your advisement on that Beth but I'll build it first and then go from there but everybody has a little bit of a different way of working, looking at it. I worked with um, some people today on a renewal campaign, actually. Actually, no, theirs was a year-long campaign. It literally was onboarding all the way to renewal. And um, I worked on that, and um, 
with them and it was just mostly making sure that they had those technique and stuff right they had a really nice um spreadsheet where they had graphed out exactly what they were going to send when they were going to send it and it was they'd really thought about the process i always like to put mine in both that and templates if i'm really thinking through one i'll use powerpoint to figure out like what needs to go where before i'll dive into either the email or the campaign or in the template especially for like a newsletter or something um i think we're almost to time so yeah sorry to interrupt yeah just, uh just, i think building on what amanda shared like um for for renewers campaign i think i, I think you've covered you know all, all the technical uh or, or how, how to say the, the the strategy on on renewal messaging like keep it short things like that but and i think it, it will be useful or helpful to um especially in renewals it'd be helpful to uh remind members on what they're getting out of the membership yeah i think it would be helpful to uh, mention the benefits what they will get out of the membership like uh give, give them a refresher of, of what's the value they can get out of and i think um to ashley's point about video I would love to see a renewal campaign that tries at least one or two videos. One or two of them are just like a video email. I was just talking to Helen Taylor the other day and I'm blanking, ugh, I'm blanking on her association, but their onboarding campaign is 13 weeks and all 13 emails are videos talking about the benefits, talking about specific things. And she said that their engagement has gone way up since then. Yeah, actually we just did an episode of the podcast that's gonna probably come out soon that she'll talk more about that if you wanna hear more the member engagement show podcast will be on there. But yeah, so I mean, I think that at least one video, especially early on, just talking, hey, you know, hey, just want to make sure you're aware of what your member benefits are. And yeah, this is something you're probably gonna have to re-record every now and then because you're always like adding benefits, things change. The more that you can just update it, you know, when you get the chance, but it's a lot easier to sit down and record a video and update it than it is to sit down and try and write it out and very, you know, okay, what am I gonna do here? You know, just sit down and talk. I think that's such a great idea, Beth. I might take that and uh, run with that for our renewals. Okay. There you go. That's for, <laughs> for free. Um, yeah. Yeah, Michelle, seriously, if, if you do want some help or if you want to talk through anything, let me know. And we are sadly out of time. Thank you guys so much for um, for your time and for all of the cool things that you've been doing and everything you've done for your members and for your association and their members. Just thank you. And I'm assuming all of you people can connect with you on LinkedIn. Yeah, cool. Thanks, everybody. Have a great day. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Bye. Thanks for joining us. Don't forget to subscribe to the Member Engagement Show through Apple, Google, Amazon, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And be sure to subscribe to my newsletter, Association Marketing Pros, or AMP. You can grab the link from the episode notes. See you next week.